If you're quiet enough, you can hear it. How the universe speaks to us, how she mimics and reflects our deepest movements, or maybe it's how we mimic her, as a child does with their mother, looking at their mom as if they were the sun, the moon, and the stars. How she speaks love and light onto her creation. But Mother Nature uses her own language. She speaks to us in her mother tongue, nature. And if you're quiet enough, if you silence your thoughts, if you remove yourself from this world's distractions, you can hear her, how you are an extension of her, how human nature is an extension of mother nature, mirroring her every action. Think about the last time that you were angry, how your tears rushed down your face, how your body shook, just like a thunderstorm, in rage, in sadness, in a divine expression of nature. They were not lying when they said that you were the universe. Hey, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining yet another episode of This Is How You Heal. My name is Yada, and I will be your host. I'm a clinical mental health counselor, a life coach, a poet, an artist, and all over creative soul here to invite you into a transformative space where healing, personal development, and growth are all laid into the foundation. Today, we are going to talk about the art of letting go and surrendering to the flow of life. This was something that we spoke upon a little bit in the first official episode of the podcast, but there was so much more left to say, so I had to come back and kind of deep dive into it. We will talk about how you are a true reflection of the universe and how tapping into that can help you release the issues of this world, like anxiety, depression, control, and attachment that usually tends to take us away from our divine nature. Or learn the practice of truly and completely letting go and learning to live within the flow, the flow that was created for us to follow since the dawn of time. So let's get into it. Speaking about the dawn of time, let's talk about the original people, the indigenous people, before this capitalistic Western society came into play, before money was a big thing, before you know, what we know today has ever existed. We were all extremely connected to nature. Our tribes, our villages, that's all we had. There's countless research statistics out there that prove that nature has the ability to heal you. It it creates this sense of calmness, increased attentiveness, better mood, improved cognitive abilities. And why? It's simple. We're not created for the system in place today. We're not created for a capitalistic and distracted society. We're not created for the constant hustle and stress that this life brings us. We're in a level of consumerism, disconnection of self, hypertension, hyperstimulation, and constant spikes of dopamine. It's like a drug at this point. And it's fed to us at such a young age, we create these addictive ways of life. We find these distractions through different avenues of life and and they take us away from any kind of true peace. 
the world was not created in our favor or for our favor. It's quite the opposite, actually. Look at the pharmaceutical companies as an example. They create the symptoms of the problem that their system causes. This shit is, it's, it's a game. It, it's really, they know exactly what they're doing. You know, we cry about our children getting diagnosed with ADHD with such increased rates, but we're sitting here feeding them Red 40, sitting them in front of a flashing screen and overstimulating them in every possible direction. What do we expect? This world likes to create the problem and sell the quote-unquote solution. A way to keep you hooked and spending more money to continue working and giving and being trapped in this toxic cycle. You know, a couple years ago, I, I'll give you a personal example. I started having some really bad gut issues. You know, I had crazy heartburn. And it wasn't like the regular heartburn that, you know, once you hit past 25, you're like, shit, I can't have spicy food the way I used to have it. Like, those hot chips looking real different. This was something where I could not sleep. Anything I ate was triggering it. I was in tears. I was like, I can't eat. I can't sleep. Like, this is unbearable. And I went to countless doctors and no one was able to help me. The most help I got was being prescribed something called omeprazole which is basically, it's just heartburn medicine. And what it does, it just, it coats the lining of your stomach to maintain the overflow of acid that your body is creating. And that's what's causing the pain is when the acid kind of travels up and then that's that's where that heartburn comes from. So essentially what I'm trying to say is it's, it's solving the symptom, right? The acid is still there. You just coating the lining of my stomach, you maintaining it, but it's still there. So I'm going to have to keep buying this medication over and over and over and over again, but it's not healing it. It sounds like it's the food that I was eating and the environment that I was in and all else in between that was causing the issue, but they just sold me a leash, a leash that keeps me spending my money on their medicine, maintaining a symptom that they created. You know, it wasn't until I decided to give natural medicine a shot. I went back to source. I decided to switch up my diet to a plant-based one. I started using more natural cleaning products in my home because I heard that that a lot of these um, cleaning products disrupt your hormonal system and the shit was crazy. I was just, I was reading so much and I started drinking tons of water. I'm like, if I'm made up of mostly water, let me start putting more water in my system. That's when I just went through a whole shift. I got into herbalism and I started finding out these plants and their medicinal properties. And I started making teas and tinctures and evidently I cured my body. Why? Because my body is made up of natural properties. So like the water that I gave as an example, I was consuming instead of whatever artificial things that I used to put my body beforehand that was in everything was going back to source feeding myself what I am already made of, teaching my body how to heal itself because my body is regenerative. I'm able to do this. I don't want to get my body to rely on all these artificial pieces. I went back to source. Another way I began to trace my human nature to mother nature was looking back at how this world tried to make me hate myself. From a young age, I was taught to hate my skin, to hate my womanhood, to hate my hair, to hate my hips, to my stomach, to my nose, my eyes, and basically constantly feeling the need to be something that naturally I'm not. 
it kept changing too. Every few years, there's a new ideal beauty standard. It keeps shifting. The trend will always change to keep you buying more products and getting more surgeries and feeling worse about yourself to stay in a low vibrational space. Why? For further control. It wasn't until I spoke to a mentor of mine and I started reading more books on um, female empowerment, specifically, you know, books and in articles and YouTube videos um, by black and brown women who looked like me. And I started seeing this like same speech coming from each of them that healed me, brought so much light into my space. But essentially what I picked up with from that was my hair, you know, this is something that I remember one of them saying. She said, our hair coils and grows against gravity. It's like an electrical current. That my hair looked like the trees. That my skin looked like nature. That my skin was able to drink the energy of the sun and hold it close to me. How powerful is that? That my skin is able to drink the energy of the sun and hold it close to me. And I'm sitting here having people tell me, oh, put on some sunscreen so you don't get darker? Girl, you trying to take away my magic? Like, my body is full and wide and healthy. It it carries, my hips carry my feminine energy, my ability to birth a child, to bring in a human, to bring in, are you kidding me? I have the ability, I have a portal to the spirit world in my body and you're trying to shame me for that? (laughs) That my belly that that is being told that needs to be, you know, flat was protecting my organs. That every part of me was divine at this point. You know, the same ones that sit here pointing fingers are trying to make money off of you. And trying to sell the features that you already have back to the public. Everybody out here getting lip injections, everybody out here getting perms, everybody out here getting BBLs, and that, that it's going to change, you know, we're going to change the standard and now everybody's going to start dissolving their thing, their stuff, and people are going to start, you know, doing whatever. And it's not that one is more attractive than the other, but it's looking at yourself differently and loving how you naturally look like. Because for me, I started noticing the anti-blackness and the effects of colonization that had a chokehold on my people. How they subjected their children to insecurity because it was an extension of their own. So I had to, I had to make that decision to release it, to come back to source, to love my natural body, to love my natural hair, to love my natural self and every single piece of me and keep it healthy. I had to break that pattern. I noticed how the smallest of intricacies in my body resembled nature. So I began to study myself by studying nature. You know, for another example, like, have you seen those posts online that'll, like, show you the shape of a walnut and how it resembles the shape of the human brain? And then it'll talk about how a walnut has been proven to um, support brain, like, healthy brain function. It's kind of like that. Like, I was able to notice my racing thoughts, my overstimulation, my anxiety, my depression, my insecurities, and all else in between. It's a direct link to the environment that this society created. It's unnatural. It's, it's, it's unnatural. There's no other word for it. 
it was this society, the unnatural society, that created that version of myself. And what what's a big part of that? It's that, you know, that that version of society gives you anxiety. Anxiety felt like a force against my control. Overthinking, my depressive episodes, all of it, I felt like I had no control over it. Have you ever had a panic attack and tried to control it? It's not easy. But what I want to focus on here is that word control, right? To feel in control, to be in control. We equate a non-anxious and non-depressive lifestyle to feeling like we have control or that we are in control of our lives. In control, it's, it's a natural human desire. But what is it about desires? You know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, control gives you a feeling of order, of safety, makes you feel stable. But guess what? You can't control what happens to you. When in your life have you ever been able to control what happens to you? But you are 100% in charge of how you respond to whatever happens to you. You know, when we feel like we're not in control, there's like this uh, basis of fear. And in the basis of fear, it's going to make us feel unsafe. And it's logical for us. Obviously, if we feel unsafe, we need to take control of that moment. So unconsciously, we believe that we have to start, you know, for an example, in a relationship, if you begin feeling unsafe in a relationship, you begin feeling like you need to control the outcome of this person. And you can start, you know, acting real manipulative and, and, and doing all these things to, to feel safe again. And that's where our attachments come into play. You know, the Buddha says the root of suffering is attachment. And what is the title of this podcast episode? The art of letting go and surrendering to the flow of life. There's a flow. Now, to break an attachment, it's to realize that our human nature is very similar to mother nature. It's recognizing we do not have any control over the circumstances. Things happen. A flower blooms, a tree dies, a hurricane comes in. We have absolutely no control over that. We may not like what's happening, but it's going to happen. There's like this universal message where things just continue to happen. There's a flow to things. When you try to disrupt that flow, imagine you're going down a river. You can just lay on your back and drift and let life take you where it's supposed to take you. Obviously, if there's things that come up on your path that try to hinder you, you move the way that, you know, in another way. You move in an opposite way. You make those decisions when that time comes because you have no idea what's coming. But if you're, you know, telling yourself, this river is going to be filled with spikes and alligators and this, and I need to do this, and it's like, chill out. How? You don't know. You don't know. What if you start swimming against the current and putting all that effort in? It doesn't make any sense. When we surrender, let me, let me switch it up and talk about it in the sense of a relationship. Now, to, when you try to disrupt that flow, if I text you, you better text me back. If I give and give and give and give, you better give me back. If I love you in this type of way, you better love me back. 
And when they don't, it triggers the fuck out of you. When you say you want a relationship, but you end up with an emotionally unavailable person, what is that saying? It's saying you're operating from a space of trauma. It's saying that you are not actually looking at things in the way that the universe has set it up for you. It's not you versus them. It's not you vilifying anybody. You are not putting anyone down. You are not putting yourself down. You're not saying, oh, I'm not enough. He's not doing this, so that must mean that I'm not da 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 da. I'm not this. I'm not that. Why is he? No. Your inner child, the part of you that was neglected, the part of you that was hurt, the part of you that was abandoned, the part of you that was abused, the part of you that was made unlovable, the part of you that has been hurt and used consistently by emotionally unavailable people is coming back up again. You're doing the same thing over again. And for what? For what reason? It's giving manipulation. Your control, it's giving save me. Why? Why are we continuing to do this? Why are we not tapping into our power in realizing mother nature and human nature are similar because they are one in the same? What is this person triggering? What are they bringing up? Write it down. Don't go attack them. Don't try to control them. Don't try to get a certain outcome out of them. Make a decision of what it is that you are looking for and be honest with yourself. Just like nature, if you are about to take a hike, choose the hike you're going down for sure. You know, set that up. I'm not saying don't do that. If that means that you are looking for a man to be committed and a man to you know, show up for you in X, Y, and Z type of way, that's beautiful, sis. And I want you to stick to it. Write it down. Put it up somewhere. Remind yourself. Put it in your notes app. Go back and look at it. Use it as a reference guide for when you're dating. Whatever you need to do. But what I'm saying is if when that man does not do what you expect your man to do, don't try to force him. Don't try to manipulate the situation or make them feel bad or or reverse that shit back onto you and, and think that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't play out that toxic cycle. That's what keeps us in this frequency of um, emotionally unavailable people. It's We're playing, it's like the same, um, it's like a puzzle. Like, my puzzle piece is coming from a space of trauma, so I'm going to find somebody on the same frequency with their puzzle piece being able to fit mine. I have to create a different shape to my puzzle piece. Rid yourself of those toxic pieces. Remind yourself your trauma is not in the driver's seat and you are in the passenger seat, holding on for dear life, screaming for safety, just trying to stay clear of anything that might cause you pain. No, you're in the driver's seat. So how do you switch over to this mindset? How do you surrender to the flow? How do we surrender to the flow of the universe? Number one, notice when you're attaching yourself to a certain outcome. Are you setting any sort of expectations on yourself? You know, a lot of times when we're afraid of what's going to happen, we try to control the outcome. Instead, we need to focus on what is it that we can 
expect to happen. It lets us look at, instead of looking at worst case scenario, we can have like, okay, what what can happen? And not in the sense of like, well, what if, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? That's just a negative mindset. When I say focusing on what we can expect to happen, it's like, um, I understand that, you know, it might not go the way that I want it to go. But if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, I'm not staying. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not holding on too tightly. I'm not attached to this piece because it doesn't define me and who I am and where I'm going. You know, I'm in a season of um, being in awareness of where I am of not living my life by fear. Fear is not driving my life. Another way you can do this is making sure that you stay in the present moment. A lot of times when we're anxious, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, when you're anxious, you're living in the future. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if the da 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 When we're depressed, we're living in the past. There's a heaviness. We're carrying so much. When you're in the present moment, it's a gift. You can't be attached or in control in the present moment. You're, you just exist. You're just there. You know, you can do this by meditating. Meditating has been a phenomenal practice for me that's helped me slow down my over crazy moving brain you know having ADD it just my my brain will have 6,000 thoughts at the same time and it wasn't until meditation meditation also seemed impossible for me when I first started out but I expected to be like a like a guru at the you know the first session I was like I'm about to close my eyes about to cross my legs I'm gonna sit in front of this this water and I'm gonna start astral projecting I'm gonna be in a different realm watch and I couldn't do it I could not do it and I I've I deal with like I've dealt with this um need to be perfect and when you come from a collectivistic community where there's a lot of pressure put on you perfectionism is a challenge that you go through and when I wasn't doing it right I just stopped doing it but it wasn't until I came to a space of like okay let me just sit here let me just observe these thoughts so I started going back into nature I started sitting in spaces that were quiet I wanted to quiet my brain okay let me sit in a space that's quiet I started going to this, um, when I was still living at home with my parents, I would go to this forest preserve. There's a bunch of forest preserves around me and it had this really pretty little pond. Um, and not a lot of people, you know, would go there. So I would go there all the time during sunrise. And I would just sit down and I, I'd sat in the mud purposely. Like I would go and I would have certain outfits that I set aside to get muddy and to get dirty. And I, and I squeezed my hands in that dirt, in that mud. I just, I wanted to feel, I wanted to connect. I wanted to feel rooted. You know, I'm an earth sign too. I'm a Capricorn. I have five Capricorn placements. 
that's another conversation for a different time but I knew as an earth sign something that's important to me I need to feel rooted and grounded and as somebody who you know it's difficult for me to feel grounded you know at that time thankfully it's a lot easier now I decided okay well what if my meditation I switched it up in a way that just works for me so I wanted to visualize myself feeling rooted to the to mother nature you know I wanted some of her good juju I wanted how she was quiet and peaceful and every time I was within that environment that's what that's what I felt and I wanted to exude that and embody that and mirror that how I said in the beginning of this episode, how we mirror her. I wanted to mirror that side of her, the peaceful side of her. So that's why I wanted to touch. That's why I wanted to touch the ground, why I wanted to put my fingers in the dirt. That's why when I closed my eyes, I pictured roots coming out of me and these roots that just dug deep all the way into the core of the earth. And when I started doing this, I noticed that it was getting easier every single time. And I would journal and I would I would track my behavior every single time. Where would my brain travel? And if my brain would start thinking of something else, I would let it and I would just observe it. Because I, I, I started detaching my brain from myself. My brain at this moment was a byproduct of this society that's high strung and stressed out and just drugged up and distracted and so much. So my brain needed a detox. So to me, I went back, I was rooted. I was part of mother nature at this moment. I was connected. So when my brain started doing crazy shit, I observed it as an outsider, as a third party. And when you do this consistently and you just find spaces to do this, another way to do this, you don't have to go outside in nature. What else is nature? Fire. Light a candle. Do do a candle meditation. You know, I live in Chicago, so, you know, I can't be going out to the lake all the time. Um, That's another thing I used to do a lot. I would wake up early and I would walk over um, to, to the lake. I would just sit down and I would watch the sunrise. That was helpful for me. But when I couldn't do that, when it was too cold outside, I would do a fire meditation where I would light a candle and I would just stare at the flame. And I would watch the flame move and watch it dance. I'd watch it spark. I'd watch it get lower and get bigger. And every time my, my thoughts wavered, I would just bring them back. I would picture my thoughts wavering the way that the flame wavered just moving back and forth and when I saw the flame settle down I tried to settle myself down meditation is so important now think of the life force of the human body your breath learning to breathe correctly we don't even know how to breathe correctly you're supposed to breathe deep Okay, so basically to breathe correctly right now, I want you to try this out. I want you to put a hand on your heart and a hand on your stomach. When you breathe in, your stomach is supposed to expand. And when you breathe out, it's supposed to contract. Now, if you can't do this, lay down, lay down on your back and put your hand on your heart and your, your hand on your stomach. Breathe in. 
and breathe out. Make sure you feel your stomach filling up with air and release it. And feel exactly where in your body that that air is traveling to. Try sending your breath to certain parts of your body. You know, if um, if you have like a, a pain in, in your shoulder, close your eyes and send your breath to your shoulder. You slowly start to gain control of your body by letting go, by surrendering. It's crazy. Like, you know, the thing that we're seeking by trying to control things and by trying to set an expectation on things actually just come naturally to us when we stay natural. Another thing that you can start doing is start using affirmations. You know, um, rewire your brain outside of what this society has caused you to think about yourself or what your trauma has tried to tell you you are. If you've heard you can't do it your entire life, that may live somewhere subconsciously in your brain. So come back to self and use affirmations to learn how to let go of that feeling. Meditate with them. We just talked about meditation. Learning to let go of the need of control. Affirmations can help you with that. Use the affirmation, I let go of the need to control. You can say that shit a billion times, but if you are not believing it, it's not going to happen. But sometimes you need to say that shit a billion times so you can actually believe it because you haven't heard it that many times before. Say, I surrender to life's flow. I surrender to life's flow. I surrender to life's flow. Understand your fears. Understand your core wounds. Understand your limiting beliefs. Know what you're working against. Know what your monster looks like. Until your monster doesn't look like a monster anymore. Until you're like, this is what I was afraid of. Man, you look like you were some like seven foot, real ugly, grimy looking thing. You really a pebble at this point. When you know yourself to that point, you can face anything. Letting go of that fear, letting go of expectations, letting go of burdens, letting go of all these things that this this world has created. These are lies that are told about yourself from other people's insecurities, from other from the society's need to control you. You are way more powerful than you give yourself credit for. You know, I'm gonna give you uh, an example. I made a, a like a prayer during my meditation earlier this week, and I asked God. I was like, God, universe, please release anxiety from my life. So what happened? <laughs> Every single thing that will cause anxiety in my life started popping up, y'all. Everything I like existential crisis and all. And when I tell you that, you know, God has a sense of humor sometimes, that was his way of being like, all right, show me, show me. You say you, you want to live with no anxiety, show me. 
So I was offered not a life with no anxiety, but I was offered the road to that. So I let go of that control. And I told myself, when these things started popping up, I told myself, why worry about this? It will work itself out. It will work itself out. It will work itself out. That was my affirmation. And I believed in it. Why? You know, there's like this Islamic um, Islamic uh, teaching. It's like a spiritual teaching. It's called tawakkul. Just having this like divine belief that it's any, like what's supposed to happen will happen. And and I believe in the good of my life and, and where I'm supposed to be. I see the end being that I am protected and that I am taken care of and that no matter how I get there, I'm going to get there. And when you start thinking like that, everything falls into place. Because I don't need the playbook. I don't need the step-by-step. I know I'm about to win this game. I know that I'm about to I'm about to kill it. I'm about to be I'm going to get it. No matter what, I know it. So have that belief there. Have that belief there. So once you start looking at the pathway, you don't need you can close your eyes and just flow. Why? Because you know you are going to get there. And that's embracing, you know, in your beliefs, embracing in in faith in yourself. That decreases your anxiety, it decreases your depression, it decreases your anger, it decreases your loneliness, it builds a healthier lifestyle. Visualize yourself letting go. Because I can say all of these things, I'm giving you the practice, but you really got to start practicing it. So that's that's another another way that you can, you know, practice. Visualize yourself letting go. In what ways am I operating from a sense of control? Let me write this down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, however many I'm doing it. I'm, you know, trying to control this. I'm trying to control that. Be so honest with yourself. Because if you are not going to be honest with yourself, no one else is going to be honest with yourself. You will attract what you are. So you better start treating yourself with the most honesty, the most love, and most respect. Because it's not until you do that that you will start attracting that same energy back to you. Because if you are not doing that, that's where your attachments are coming in. Because you're trying to control it. Because you're trying to get a certain expectation, a certain outcome out of that shit. Release that. Visualize yourself letting go. Write it down. How am I fighting for control in this moment? And how am I going to take a moment to be so mindful and so real with myself? And ask myself, first of all, where is this coming from? So you can fully understand it. You can look at the full scope of it. You walking around that entire number one, number two, number three, number four. You taking a step from the top. You looking at every single angle and you're like, okay, I see where you came from. You're making it smaller. You're lessening the burden. It's not as scary anymore once you understand where it comes from. You can start working with it and then take the necessary Uh, process to work through it whatever it may be right 
Mother Nature has a calming energy that's able to silence the hustle and bustle of the world around us. She teaches us how to be in surrender. Not only by surrendering to her in the sense of sitting down and and being in nature for grounding and meditation and whatever, whatever. But we need to look at how she moves to remind ourselves how we should move. What do I mean by that? There's a way that the universe just always, that, that, that mother nature always works in perfection. Mother nature works in perfection. No matter what, she is going to heal herself. No matter what, she is going to regenerate whatever it is that she needs to to create a sense of coming back to her healthiest self. Tap into that because we have the ability to do that as well. Sitting with Mother Nature and practicing gratitude for what you have and in, in, um, letting go of your stresses by being grateful is extremely important. Be grateful while sitting in nature, like looking at what you're able to look at. I feel so grateful to be able to hear these birds right now singing. I feel so grateful for being able to feel this mud in my hands. I'm able to feel, I'm able to touch. I'm so grateful for being able to see this beautiful lake, this water, this sun, the colors in the sky. I'm so grateful. Being grateful for the little things. Do you know how beautiful this world is? I know they have it set up to look like the opposite, but when you tap into who you naturally are by tapping into the reflection of you within Mother Nature, you start seeing the beauty in you the same way you're able to see the beauty in Mother Nature. There's so many pieces to tap into. Surrendering to the flow takes time, so be patient with yourself. It takes 364 days to travel around. She is moving at her own pace, at her own time, her own movement. Move accordingly. Letting go is being honest with yourself. Surrendering is reminding yourself that you are not in control of setting those expectations up to work in a way that that feed your fear. You're not running away. You're not creating distractions. You are surrendering to allow your blessings to come in. You are surrendering to allow the frequency of love to consume you. When you become... When you become your highest self in that way, you will attract those who are also their highest selves. 
Healthy relationships are the only thing that can happen. That's the bare minimum. If you ain't healthy, if you ain't loving yourself, if you ain't whatever, whatever, X, Y, and Z, there's no space for you here. So take the time to look inward to grow outward. If you need any more inspiration, if you need any help, remember, I am a clinical mental health therapist. I am a life coach. I have my company, 717 Coaching. I offer one-on-one sessions, and I'm also creating, I'm trying, I'm in the process of creating courses now just to make it cheaper on folks um, where we can do group sessions as well. But I am more than happy to take you on as a client if you need more time like this. Even if it is just one session where you come in and you give me the things that you need to work on and I help you categorize and organize it, whatever it is that you need. I am tapped into my nature and my nature is to heal. My nature is to help. That is why I have this podcast. That is why I went to school for what I went to school for. That is why I do what I do. So if you need any more information, visit 717 Coaching. Um, Look up my Instagram, which is also 717 Coaching or Yada the Poet on either TikTok or Instagram. I have my link tree on there. You can go on linktree.com slash 717 Coaching. And I have a bunch of videos on there that can be helpful to you. Um, but also you can sign that booking inquiry and we can do a quick little 20 minute free consultation that I also offer. Anyways, I'm saying all this to say that I'm here for you. There are spaces ready to hold you up and help you. The universe will bring the people to your life that are meant to teach you something and there to uplift you and there to give you whatever space that you need to be held in. Thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of This Is How You Heal. My name is Yada, and until next time, I send you so much love, and I hope you have a blessed week. Thank you.